Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics? Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. morning welcome to wednesday's show morning studio morning. morning all right coming up in just a second dylan scott will perform for us hit it ray yeah that's my girl in the passenger seat he's gonna perform right here from this stage you guys hang out for that first let's go over and open up the mailbag you send an email and we read it on the air it's something we call bobby's mailbag yeah hello Bobby, my 10-year-old son's enjoying playing soccer. His team's doing pretty well. Last year, they made it to the regional finals, and this year it looks like they'll probably make state. We've taken a practice two or three times a week. They have a game at least once every two weeks. Many of the games are also out of town. We have a younger child who comes with us to those. The whole thing has become a huge time sponge, and it's costing us quite a bit of money. I don't want to disappoint our son, but there's only so much time and money I'm willing to put towards his hobby. Am I a bad parent? How do other parents handle this? Well, that's a great question. We have a lot of parents who have kids playing sports. Amy, what's your advice? Yeah, I mean, if it's too much of a time suck, you might have to set some boundaries. It's a bummer or figure out for like carpooling, talking with other people on the team, making sure that you can still get it done. But then you have to have a budget for sports and hobbies, too. It is a real tough thing as a parent. So I feel for her on this. Like, I feel like we're this school year, we're going to get sucked into this sponge and we're going to have to create some boundaries. And I've had to tell my kids, you got to make a decision on this. We can't do everything. Let's go over to Eddie, also known as Octomom. You got a lot of kids. <laughs> you have four of them. Yes. Yeah. So hold on. Did you say that this, they may win state? 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Guys, that's the key word here. You have to stop everything you're doing and focus in on this soccer team because your your child could support you for the rest of your life. If he becomes a Major League Soccer, an American World Cup team soccer player, guys, you don't have to do anything for the rest of your life. They'll buy you a house. They'll take care of you for the rest. Of, I mean, this is what it's about. The fact that this child is showing so much promise in a sport, loves the sport, is so good at it, this team could win state. Man, drop everything you're doing and support him. She did say the team... Not her kid is great. Yeah. I don't know any specifics there. And she has other children, so you say drop everything and support Absolutely. this Absolutely. I, mean, I do think all the kids. it makes a difference, <laughs> though, because tra- I played travel ball, and if we weren't good, I couldn't have gone to a lot of stuff because people wouldn't have cared enough to make sure that I could go to stuff. Oh, right? True. We were good, so we were able to raise money a little easier, and people were like, well, it's a good team, so let's make sure they get to play. Right. So I think it's, it's a good team. It does affect it a little bit. Now, if the kid is like not as good as the team, he's just kind of riding along, and you notice that, then say, hey, but we can't do it anymore. Well, I would say if the kid only shows medium interest— on a good team. Yeah. You give that. you give medium to above medium interest. Right. But bad. what I'm saying is like if he's on the team but he never plays. But I don't it. think that's it. I don't think that's it. Okay. I think a big part of life is being on the team and never playing and how do you act and react when there's adversity. So I'm okay with that part of it. I'm not okay with if they're not interested. Okay. Cuz you can grow and develop and get smarter. Eddie, that's terrible. That's actually terrible. <laughs> what do you mean? So what if it's like... So it's a bench player? Do you don't sit, care? Bench player, we don't have okay. time for this. But what if they love it? They sit the bench, but they want to be a part of it. Hey, and I, they get to go to... State. I love football. You can put a Was bench I, in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> but they're a part of a team guys. that's winning. That's what is wrong Lunchbox, with that? what is your thought? It's easy. You got to do everything you can for this kid to play soccer. Because listen, you wouldn't stop him from doing his homework because he has a lot of homework. Love no. It. You got to you got to do everything you can. This could be his future. Maybe he's not going to be a CEO. Maybe he's going to be a soccer player. Hey, there's this thing called GoFundMe or a lemonade stand. Guess what people love to do? They love to give money to kids that are trying to play sports. So put them out there on a lemonade stand. Tell the news, hey, my kids raising money to win state. Guess what? The whole neighborhood, two thousand bucks, go to state. Mm. Yeah, you jumped. Like, you jumped a lot of places there. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> this is what I I would say to this. If the kid is just die hard practices all the time. I don't care how good he is right now. There's a lot of players that develop into really amazing players aren't always the best when they're young. But if the kid is diehard, working, still getting his grades in, practicing, passionate, I think that's how you make your decision more than what these knuckleheads are saying. The odds of him being a CEO, far greater. Unless the odds of him being a high-ranking executive, far greater than him playing a professional sport. If he's about to win state at 10, he's got talent. Unless he's sitting on the bench. Okay, anyway. um, I say I understand. You absolutely need a budget. Absolutely need to set your strengths. Make sure the other kids feel their love. But I would also base it on how passionate the kid is about it. I don't think he's got to be A-plus star of the team. I think he's got to have A-passion, though, if you're going to have to go and carry his A all around the state. Yeah. There you go. I like that. There you go. All right, Dylan Scott coming in next. And that's it. He's going to be awesome. He's bringing the guitar. It's early in the morning. He's going to sing his face off. We're going to talk about Dylan Scott, and we'll talk to Dylan in just a second. But Dylan Scott's got two number one songs. Probably know this one. It's called My Girl. Yeah, that's my girl in the passenger seat. His other one's called Nobody. Girl, nobody, nobody, nobody going to love you like I do. He was the CMT Music Award winner for Breakthrough Video of the Year for that song right there. He's got over a billion streams, and he has big muscles. All right, here we go. 
Well, he does. Look at him. He has yeah, big he muscles. Does. All right, here we go with Dylan Scott. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dylan Scott. Dylan, I want to ask you a personal question, if that's okay. It's okay. You good with that? I'm good with it. Come Wide on. open? Wide open. Rib cage open? It's open. All right. I was noticing on your phone, you have something written on your your home screen. Yeah. What what is that? <laughs> Man, it's just like uh it's, it's it's things I want in life, you know. Headline arenas. Yes, sir. Headline arena. We can do that. Headline well, arena. Right there. Right. You know? Well, do you know what? This is basically a little arena we're in right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Sure. This is the arena. I love it. <laughs> I wrote in my my second book, Fail Until You Don't, I wrote that I do that a lot. I I keep it on my lock screen. Because That's what awesome. do you look at more? Your phone. Then your lock screen Absolutely. on your phone. And I was at home, and I didn't even know you did that. I was at home a few weeks ago. Well, no, was, you read the book. Just say that. Yeah. We'll edit it, that. We'll read the did. book. Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm going to read the book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You got to give me one first, yeah. though. Um, I was at home late a few weeks ago, late at night, and my family was asleep, and I was just sitting there thinking that same thing. I was like, man, I'm always, whether I know I'm going to do it or not, you catch yourself opening your phone. For no reason. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put what I want right here. So every time I open it, it's there. I love so. it. I used to do it with the fridge. Now I do it with my phone. Yeah. I just go get bored and open open the refrigerator and be like, well, don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Not even hungry. Just bored. But yeah. now that's where I spend my time on my phone. That's all. Awesome. I like that. And I hope our listeners, you know, it doesn't have to be a crazy, uh, it doesn't have to be some goal like playing arenas. That's a massive goal. I think you'll get there. You're killing it. I think that's an all, but it can be. Yeah, and it's it's be, one of the be things, more attentive as a dad. Yeah, and I've got stuff like that. It's just you know, put my phone down, spend more time with my kids. So you, know? you pick up your phone, put your phone down, put it back down. <laughs> that's right. So if you yeah. see them pick it up and then put it back pick down it up, quickly, right there it says you, it. Spend more time with like get off your phone, spend time with your kids, and there it is. So nice. I, I yeah. love like all seriousness. I love it because I subscribe to that method too. That's super cool, man. Yeah, man. Would you because you're so good when you perform in the studio? Would you give us like a verse and a chorus of? New truck, your current single. Yeah, here we go. And if you're looking, you're in love. I need a new truck. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. It's good. I like it. So uh, that's Dylan Scott. And by the way, that is not recorded in a studio. That is live right it's there. Live. No, no special effects. <laughs> uh, yeah, you sound great, man. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I especially for it. early in the morning. Uh, his new album is out. It's out this week. Pretty pumped. I mean, it's always a big deal. It's like having a baby. Dude, I'm so excited. This is my second album. I've been in this town 10 years. It was four years ago when I released my first album. So it's been four years since my last album, my last body of work. And uh, I'm just pumped, man. I feel really good about it. So New Truck is the very first track on the record. The second track is Amen to That. Now, we've got two options here. Yep. Do you know that one? Uh, I can play a little bit of it. Okay, because I can play a clip of it, or you can give us Down and Dirty Dylan. I just made that up. Down and dirty. I don't know. I don't even know what cool. that means. It don't matter where you, you, you want. Play, you want to play a little bit of it? Yeah. Here's let's some see, of. Let's see if we can do that. Amen to that. Go ahead. Amen. Amen to that. Come on, yeah. Dylan Scott. I'm talking about. Dang. Uh, Morgan Wallen, one of the writers on that song. Yeah. Pretty cool. How'd you get that song? I don't know how I got that song, man. <laughs> Morgan should have recorded that song. Um, it was just sent to me in a body of work, and uh, I fell in love with it the moment I heard it. And this is one of those songs I've had for probably three years now. That's just the first you two. Tr- if you think that, that's only two tracks. It's the first two. That's how good the record is. Uh, the entire record, I hope you guys check it out. It's called Living My Best Life. It came out on Friday. Um, so radio stations used to do this really lame thing where they would have an artist, and, and they'd go... Um, They'd say, okay, if you're going to record it, we want you to address us specifically in the song. And, and so like um, Zach Brown Band had to do it once, way when they started. and be like, um, I don't remember what it was, but like chicken fried here in Tuscaloosa. But they would, or <laughs> yeah. they, there would be like Petey Pablo, like all oh, radio stations everywhere, W, and they'd have them insert that radio station. 
and they'd sit in a studio, and I always hated that they made artists personalize things for, or they made artists, yeah, do that. So anyway, would you do Razorback hat instead of um, Razorback hat? hat? Yeah, just for the first part of that. Yeah, personalize that for me real quick. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh, doing it. Here we go. Uh, I forget what part it was. Rocky Top hat. That line, the amen to that. Know, the first I, part. I, just don't I, say Rocky Top. Just say Razorback when it comes up. We can Razorback hat. I can't do that though, man. I'm an LSU fan. <laughs> He like Go physically Tigers. can't. But you're not yeah. a Tennessee fan, and you said Rocky Top hat, nice. so I didn't yeah. want to. Yeah, point Bobby. I didn't, like you said, I didn't really want to personalize it to myself for that. You know, it was it's good. Rocky Top. When was the last time you heard Rocky Top hat? Uh, yeah, I mean a lot. I live in Tennessee. It's everywhere. <laughs> but but all I'm saying is a Razorback hat would have been nice. But okay, we'll play the song less. Okay, it is I'll what send it, is. it to you. No, I'll, I, I'll do a voicemail and send it to you tonight. Don't even do it. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Scott is here. Do you want to pick another new song that you're loving and play a little clip of that right here on the guitar? Yeah, we can do that. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Dylan Scott, you can give us one more. Which song? Give us a new song here. Tell us about it before you play it. Um, why don't we do... Uh, oh, I got one. Oh, I yeah. I got one. Yeah, yeah. This is probably one of my favorite songs off this album. Um, one of them. It's hard to pick, I know, but... This song here, another one I did not write. There's too many great songs in this town. What's it called? It's called Tough. Okay. It's called Tough, man. And um, it's about a dad talking is, is to his slow? son. It's is a little slow. slow. I like slow cool? songs. It's my you favorite. Cool with that? My favorite. Are you All right. cool with my favorite? This is one of them story songs you got to listen to. I'll do a verse and chorus for it. That's what you want. But uh, if you listen to this album, you got to listen to it all the way through. You're telling me that if we listen to the album, we'll hear the entire tough song? <laughs> I'm sold. I'm, I'm sold. I'm telling you yep. that right now. All right, let's go. Good luck being tough. That's a good one, man. Like it. I like the that. clean out your truck line. I love that line. That's like, man. and that's a good song. But the whole time I was like, that's yeah, that's like relatable and true. And yeah, so second verse goes on to talk about you know. Don't spoil it. Spoiler okay. alert. Yeah, listen yeah. to the album. Yeah, the album. Yeah. That's the it. goal here. Uh, Dylan Scott's <laughs> here. I mean, I can I can feel our listeners going, oh wow, I really like this guy. Like yeah. this, this is good. And I do have a couple comments. Come on, positive comments about your wife. Uh, she's on social media. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. So she's we, awesome off social media. Well, too. I don't know that part. I don't know. I don't know where I'll go. On the Bobby Bones show now. Dylan Scott. So the album is out. It's awesome. It's called Living My Best Life. Dylan Scott is here with us. And I do want to talk about your wife. And I feel like, you know how sometimes Dylan, you have friends and you don't really talk to them human form a whole lot, but you keep up with them on social media. So even when you do talk, you don't feel like a lot of time has passed. You ever do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do it all the time with my friends, but I almost feel like that with you a little bit in that. I watch it on social media, and I think, could be wrong here, the song you played a second ago, the second song that you played, which is track two, uh, Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, amen to that. I think I saw you play that on Instagram, yeah. Instagram Live. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how that song is familiar to me, because I'm obsessed with you. There it is. I said it. <laughs> so, But I was watching a clip of your wife rap, and I think it was on the end part of a Lincoln, what's a Lincoln Park situation? Yeah, I think it was Lincoln Park. She's, uh, she is, um, she's, she's very shy. But I, I get her. I get her on the phone. And I, I video her without her knowing it. And I put it out there for the world to see. And she's cool with that. She well, she <laughs> is, but she ain't. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she is, man. She's so cool. So you know, you, your dad, you're an artist. You tour a lot. Like I'm assuming that she's kind of the the rock in the family because she's got to do it all, especially when you're not home. Yeah, she's the rock star for sure. She's stay at home mom, and um, you know it's crazy. So I've been with my wife since I was 15 years old, a long time. Like seventh grade, right? Yeah. Well, we met, met in seventh grade, yeah. started dating like first of high school. But she's known like my dreams and my goals this whole time, and so I mean, dude, 
it don't matter if I come home for a day and I'm like, spur of the moment, oh, I got to get back out and go again. Like, she never gives me a hard time, never gives me a hard time about, she's so tired, like the kids are wearing me down, like never gives me a hard time. And like, I respect that. I mean, she's, she's awesome. What is there to do in Bastrop, Louisiana? Nothing. It's a nothing to do. Town. Okay, but if you were to ask, I'm from Mount <laughs> if Pine, you're Arkansas. Go to, if you're going to go to Bastrop, Louisiana, the town that I grew like, up literally, in. Literally, what is there? There's, I mean, there's nothing. It used to be a meal, but I mean, there's there's a really cool courthouse square that I think you should get there early and eat the breakfast at this place called PT's Eat a Bite. Now we're talking. Go you ahead. Know, if you get there at lunch, go to Sladen's Barbecue. Other than that, just, you have two restaurants. Just, well, yeah, a little more than that, but that's the only two I, I recommend going to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but otherwise, you just pass on through and just keep on going. So, uh, is uh, Bastrop, Louisiana? What's the population there? Uh it used to be like twelve thousand. I bet it's probably. Six now. You ever go back? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I actually built a house there. Um, we finished it a couple of years ago, and then you know we sold it a couple, uh, probably two months ago now. My mom died back in December, and I was like, babe, you know, my dad's gonna move away. Like, we don't really need to. You know, we'll go back for Christmas and this, this, and that, but we don't need a house there. We don't need to be there because we're here. And if I'm not here, I'm touring. So, uh, yeah, we sold it. Bastrop, Louisiana. Where is it in the state? Like, like Northeast Louisiana. You got boats there, like gambling boats? Anywhere near? What kind of boats? Gambling boats. Yeah, no gambling boat. Well, Vicksburg, Mississippi is not too far. Tim McGraw grew up about 30 minutes from there. That's a cool, cool I heard there fact. was a clip of you saying you'd never met him. Never met Tim. Yeah. I know where he lives. Would you like me to his address? <laughs> yeah, actually, send me I mean, the I address. I need to go see him. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, I grew up in a town that's 30 minutes from Tim. We grew up probably about the same way. And, I mean, he's a little bit older than I am, obviously, but... Never met him, man. And he's like a huge, huge hero of mine. Surprising that you'd never met him yet, especially with the success that you've had. And I'm sure you'll cross paths at some point. Yeah, it'll point. happen how it's supposed to. But I give you, I just pass, pass along his story. Josh Turner went up, big Johnny Cash fan, went and knocked on his door. Johnny really? Cash let him in. So I'm just saying, I'm like, girl, you know Cash. You know what I'm saying? Go and knock on the door. <laughs> Make it happen. You know what I'm saying? He may be there. Uh, Dylan Scott is here. I'm going to play a clip of... The title track. So the song is called Living My Best Life. Enjoy this song and we'll come right back. Here you go. Feeling like a million, kicking it like it's my birthday. I'm on the exactly So you co-wrote eight of the 16 songs, but I want to just mention the writers of that. Uh, BK, Tyler Hubbard, both from Florida Georgia Line, Thomas Rhett, and Corey Crowder. And so it's a pretty cool song. They, they say, hey, take this one. Yeah, that's one. So Tyler, he'll send me songs here and there, you know, and uh, that's one of them songs. When I heard it, I was like, man, I'm one, I'm living my best life right now, you know, with having a little success and the family and just touring the country. So, I mean, that really spoke to me. And it was just fun, man. You know, I have a pretty high energy live show. It's so like, man, this is a great song. So we have to we have to cut it. Would you play before you leave just a, a verse and a chorus? Of your hit, My Girl. Yeah, yeah. Here he is, everybody. Yeah. Dylan Scott. Yeah, that's my girl. Dylan Scott, nice job. Let me say a few yeah. things. His album, Living My Best Life, it is out now. Uh, add it to, find some songs you like and just add it to your normal streaming because every time you play one of his songs, three cents. And one step closer to Headline on Arenas. Yeah, <laughs> see, there we go. Uh, so do that, but go see Dylan as well because a lot of the places our show is Springfield, OKC, Pittsburgh, uh, Indy, Milwaukee, Sioux Falls, Oxford, Mississippi, Little Rock. He's doing it. You can go to DylanScottCountry.com. Go watch the show. Like you really want to help an artist now, you want to support an artist, follow him on social media at Dylan Scott Country. Go to a show, buy merch, stream their music. Uh, 
you could be a lot of our listeners' new favorite artist after today. You had an A-plus appearance. I don't say that I to everybody. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank I don't you, say that to everybody. You. Just before we came on the air, Dylan's like, I'll do whatever you want. And I was like, well, let's just see what happens. And we saw what happened. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Come on. Dylan, thank you, buddy. You thank guys you. go see Dylan. Check out the album. It is out now. It came out this week. And follow him, Dylan Scott Country. And there he is, Dylan Scott. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Four years ago, Fred Everett of Tupelo, Mississippi, went to the Humane Association and adopted a cat, Bandit. Well, that 20-pound cat, four years later, he's asleep in his bed, and the cat jumps on him. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Meow! 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 And Fred's like, it's the middle of the night. There must be something wrong. So he grabs his gun, goes downstairs, and there's two guys at the back door trying to break into his house. Wow, I thought it was going to be a fire. It was people breaking in the house. Yeah, and one of them had a gun, and they saw... Old Fred and Bandit, and they took off running. And Fred said, I think that that, that cat saved my life. I'll tell you what, because they were going to come in with bad intentions. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. I just didn't think cats would do that. Yeah, I didn't cats, think so either. I, I protect, I love all cats. But I mean, usually cats suck when it comes to stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually just go, mm-hmm. Or usually they just don't go near you at all. They sleep no. in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually they just like lasagna. <laughs> yeah. That's garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, I have been wondering if my dog would ever react if anything happened. And the other night... For the first time, and he's done it like three times since, Stanley came up to the side of the bed and went, Rrr. now he knows what time dinner is, and he lets me know if we're beyond that. Oh. 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 And nobody breaking in or anything. <laughs> just dinner. Just dinner. <laughs> yeah, he's fat bulldog. All right, Lunchbox, thank you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I'd have to pay them. You know, somebody did, but St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. I love that your son loves football he never played now he went to camp no pads now he wanted to play padded football I, you sent me a video of him tackling another kid although he was using like a jujitsu move it's still it's <laughs> awesome like, I'm so excited for him I know I was like I don't know if that move is legal for, for everybody listening so imagine football you know and you know I played high school football and you get an athletic position and you go down and you use your arms and you explode up with your arms and you put your head in the middle of their chest and you tackle them that's a standard tackle rarely happens that's what they train you to do what Amy's son did is like he grabbed his jersey, then swung his legs behind him, and then pulled him over his leg. Nice. The takedown. And that had been one point on the mat. <laughs> but right, in football? But is it legal in football? Yeah. Okay, cool. He was just tackling. The guy was running. He had to tackle him. You tackle him any way possible. Mm-hmm. And so because it was inadvertent, like the legs, I feel like he just did it because whatever. It's awesome. I don't care. So, but he loves it. Yeah, no, it's amazing. He's pretty into it. Like he's already asked for. Um, some new cleats because the cleats we're using, they were hand-me-downs from a friend because we didn't want to really invest in certain things if he wasn't going to really do it. And I feel like him asking for his own set of cleats is legit. And then also his other equipment, like the shoulder pads and the, he walks, he keeps it on, walks around the house with it, rides in the car with it. It's awesome. <laughs> like you can remove that stuff and then put it on, but I think he's really liking the gear. Do they have him at a position at all? Not yet. So right now they're just going through absolute fundamentals. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He literally has had zero interest in football before this, so we've had no reason to really work on it mm-hmm. at all. And so now he's in, but he's still they're still evaluating him for what team he's going to be put on. He's small. Yes. It's easy I, for me to spot him. Yes, and I, I was also very small, especially at his age. So I see him, and I'm like, dang, that was me. I don't want to get hit. Heck, yeah. When I got a little bigger, I don't want to get hit. But it's just cool to see him be super excited, even giddy about it. I know you had said he was giddy. And so I thought what we'd do is, what's the last thing you were giddy about? Oh, okay. And for you city selectors out there, giddy means like <laughs> you're just so excited. You're just like, oh, I'm so excited. It's every, it, every part of you is just, just the excitement of it is just coming out of your pores. Last thing you were giddy about, Amy. Probably when I went to film the Christmas movie that I'm in later this year. That was back in May. And honestly, when I think about it, I still get giddy. Like, I still can feel that feeling from that day when we filmed. And I was on set for 14 hours, giddy the entire time. Good for you for being able to enjoy it because I don't enjoy anything before or while I'm doing it. I only enjoy it after it's done and if I did a good job, and that's rare. So that's why I don't enjoy much. 
Wah, no. wah. Wait, this is supposed to be. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. About. But good for you. I'm saying that's good that you can enjoy it pre and during. Yeah. Well, when Very it comes healthy. out later this year, I'll probably be a little nervous and not, you know, as giddy. But it's still cool that I got to do it. Do you have an idea of when it comes out? After Thanksgiving, HBO Max. So if today's the 10th, August 10th, September. Mm-hmm. October, October and so then like November. November. So a little over three months. Oh, so we got three little, months. Yeah. Have you had to do any post-production? Yes. Uh-huh. They sent they sent some video clips of it, and I had to watch it for tone because they wanted me to do a voiceover, but in the same tone. And it took me five days to open the file because I didn't want to look at myself. And then finally they sent an email, hey, have you done that work yet? And I was like, oh, shoot, I'll do it today. What would you think when you saw yourself? So I did it here at the studio. Ooh. I not get any more. Oh man! <laughs> no, I, I listen. It I'm is sure what it's it is. great. I'm not an I'm actress, sure it's great. but they made me feel like I was one. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Okay, lunchbox. Last thing you were giddy about? I remember like it was yesterday, Friday, July 29th, about 9:30 p.m. <laughs> 30 minutes away from being a billionaire. Oh yeah. As the Mega Millions was about to be drawn, I sat there on my couch, just sitting there, going, "This is it. This is when I strike it rich." And by 10:15 p.m. I was depressed. You were giddy about something that probably wasn't going to happen? Like, what are you really giddy about that happened or that you knew was happening? No, no, no. That was going <laughs> okay. to happen. Like, I was giddy because you, I okay, was, Okay, that's it was, fair. Fair. Yes, fair. I was You were so giddy, excited. Got it. Got anticipating. It. Eddie? I get giddy every time I'm going to play golf. Like, the night before, I put, <laughs> I get my clothes out, like my shirt, and that's I fold it out, yeah. and my shorts and everything, and my shoes. I don't know. And then I play a bad round, and then I'm upset. I'm like, yeah, then oh, you're right. like, I hate it. I, I hate everything about sport. it. I'm never getting giddy again. Like, y'all play every week, and you still get giddy? Every, every, if I know I'm going to play golf tomorrow, I'm like, yes, I cannot wait. Yeah, it's super fun. Hmm. It's not even the game. It's super fun. Yeah. It is camaraderie. being able to hang out with your friends. It's really hot, though. That sucks. Um <laughs> And away from life for four hours. For me, yeah, no, because I still keep, I still roll on mine. Well, Eddie goes, yeah. Well, oh, I know. I, I am out of touch. Ed, shut down. <laughs> for me, though, it is like something that I am not good at that I can always keep working on. Like I like that challenge, and so that's why I like it. I think for me, it's that constant challenge. Like I get better, but then I get way worse through it again. And I'm yeah. like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> uh, mine's probably whenever I was going up to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and was going to speak as they were giving me my uh, my uh, honor. Doctorate. <laughs> What'd you say before that? My doctorate. <laughs> Got it. Yes, honorary doctorate. Uh, but that was pretty awesome to me. I was, pre- and, you know, I'm. You have, don't let I have trouble get getting ex- yeah. getting excited about stuff. That's probably some childhood trauma that that keeps me from feeling like things are going to go well. But that was one where I was like, "This is the coolest thing. It really is the coolest thing. I'm so proud of it." And that was it. And since then, it, something I haven't announced on the show, but and I hope you guys don't take this the wrong way. But every Thursday, I go and deliver babies at Vanderbilt now. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Uh-huh. Doctor. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, by the way. In case anybody wants to hit me up, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. I will tell your son. I'll tell him. But it's awesome. Like, just keep telling him it's awesome. And it's going to hurt. And he's going to have days where he, this, it's not for him. But that's just keep going. Next day. Next yeah, day. Yeah, he's next already day. got tackled. I mean, you know, or been tackled. I don't know what you say. But like where he's been taken down. And he's like, but don't I, he goes, I, I went full, I went all in. Cause I guess if you don't go all in, that's when it hurts more. Uh, I don't know. It just depends. <laughs> it just depends. Sometimes you're all in and it hurts real uh-huh. bad. When you see a white light, but your adrenaline is going. Well, I mean, I yeah. was hit so hard a couple times where you'd see like three yard line markers. Oh, and dude. we didn't really know it was concussion stuff oh, at the time. I don't want that. Well, it, it happens. Hopefully it doesn't happen to him. Um, but nothing taught me discipline like playing high school football did. Cause I didn't have it with parents. 
Nothing taught me. I mean, that was such a big part. Nothing taught me teamwork. Nothing taught me fighting adversity. Nothing taught me like you don't get your way just because you want it. You can want it all day long, but if you don't put the work into it, you're not going to get it. Football was that for me. Yeah, that's another cool part. Seeing him huddle around with other guys and other guys like hitting him on the shoulder and patting him and being like, good job, dude, or whatever. Like, it's cute. In the showers. Well, they they don't take showers. You like no, showers? I'm not me. I'm talking about me. You like oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> right, about to talk to Richard Marks. Uh, I will be right here waiting for you. Red jam right there. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I'm So many hits in the 80s. Eddie, what's your favorite? Hold on to the night. Oh, yeah. Hold on to the night. That's a jam. He's also written so many songs for others. For example, in sync, this I promise you. To the demon. Really? Jam. This I promise you. Written a, a few number ones for Keith Urban. Wow. Uh, from Keith Urban, play Better Life. Paradise is coming. Someday, baby. Or he also wrote Long Hot Summer with Keith Urban. Here you go. It's gonna be a long hot summer. That's crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. He's got like two careers and individual. If you separate them, you'd be like, that guy's awesome, but he's done it. Wow. He's still doing it. So Richard Marks. We're having him on because he reposted Abby's Instagram of her singing. So we're going to get to that. All right, here we go with Richard Marks. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Richard Marks. Hey, Richard, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, I appreciate your time this morning. Hey, do do your friends call you Richard? Seems pretty formal. What do they call you? Dick. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was laughing. I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? I said Dick, but yeah, you can call me Richard. No, oh. my friends, my friends all call me Ricardo, but we we're not friends yet. We have to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, I like that because I, I still have um, maybe some reservations about you myself. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, what are you making over there? Here's some ice. What's what, what you got? A little morning cocktail. <laughs> I'm making a little morning iced matcha. You make that. Do you have a fancy? So you're rich and famous and talented and good looking and all the things. So do you have a famous? Well, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do, you have a fa- do you have a big fancy machine for that? Um, we have a big fancy coffee machine, but no, for the matcha, you just put the little powder in the, in the bottom of a cup and you got, we've got this $9 Amazon little, um, little like frother. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't like know what electric whisk is. thingy. Like, it's a whisk thingy, it but it's battery operated. So, they, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty, it looks really expensive. It's like $9. Listen, Ricardo, I don't know what that is, buddy. <laughs> you don't, do you even know what matcha is? Is it green? We Are you in high school? I wish. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know what. Ma- oh, wow. Well, yeah. the if you started drinking coffee, we could be friends. Well, here's the thing. My grandma died from coffee overdose, and so now I'm sad. Wow. That's just – that was unnecessary. <laughs> I'm kidding. She didn't. She didn't. Hey, listen. I'm a big fan. Really, it's, this is super cool for me to talk to you, so I really appreciate the time. Like I'll just say it up front that uh, I'm kind of geeking out a little bit at not only you as an artist but also you as a songwriter. So up front uh, in, a, in a very sincere way, like massive fan, thank you for spending a few minutes with me. That's so nice. Man, thank you. And congratulations. You guys are kicking butt. Uh, thanks. So here's a couple questions we have for you. First of all, you had yeah. uh, on Instagram, you had shared Abby, our phone screener. She, she answers phones. She produces some segments. But she was singing, and you, you pushed and shared. And so we took that as an endorsement that you think she's a pretty good singer. Now, do you share people that are only good singing your songs or just anybody singing your songs? 
<laughs> There's the loaded question. <laughs> We're going to get right to it. Um, you know, generally, to be honest with you, I very rarely share anything that I think would, like, hurt somebody's ears. So much as I, I'll like it, and I'll even sometimes go, hey, thanks, great job, but I'm not going to repost it if it's not very good. So, yeah, she sounded good, and uh, all kidding aside, like, to me, that's the ultimate compliment as a songwriter, is when anyone wants to take the time to learn your song, and especially now, post it on their socials, that means that that song means something to them in some way, even if it's just something that they think, oh, I think I sound good singing this song. That's the ultimate songwriter compliment, you know? So, Abby, he is saying okay. he, he enjoyed it. What do you want to say to him? I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, Abby, you sounded good. I mean, I wouldn't have reposted it if he sucked. What oh, would you good. say to Abby, who she moved to Nashville to, to pursue a career in singing, and then, you know, she couldn't remember some words, and she ran out of an audition once, then she gave up. But now she's kind of back trying again. Like, regardless of her talent, what would you say to someone going through this? What are your inspiring words to her, Richard? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you can't, <laughs> if you really want to have a career, it can't be despite not having talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of like a given, you kind of have to have that, and she does. But I would say, you know, on one hand, it's never been easier to get attention and to get music out there because of social media and streaming. And, you know, you don't need a record deal. You don't need a publisher anymore. You just need to, like, do fill up your content. You need to feed the beast. So I think um, if you're not a songwriter, then you got to find songs that you think you sound great doing, but also you don't want to do songs... Like, when I hear people trying to cover Whitney Houston songs, I'm always like, do you think you sing this better than Whitney did? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe find another song that suits you even better that you're not where you're not. Nobody's comparing you to the original necessarily. You know, that's why I think a girl singing a guy song or a guy singing a girl song sometimes is a clever move. Abby, are you inspired? I am. All right, let's go. Abby's yeah. inspired. Okay, we... Go. Richard Abby, Marks just inspired. Abby, Abby, Abby. Abby. Uh, and you know what's funny? We're talking to a songwriter. So if you got any songs you need female oh, to sing, oh, here oh, we go. Oh, no. She just went for it. She just went for it. I'm just no. kidding. Oh, no. I'm not trying oh, to put you on the spot. I'm um, kidding. Anyway. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, uh, Rich, in, in your career, was there ever a time, Richard, that um, – let's go back to the 80s when you were – as an artist, you were on TV on my all the time, and you were just crushing, yeah. crushing, crushing. Was there ever a moment before that happened where you had to go and just like, hey, can I have this? Can I like what just Abby did to you awkwardly? Did you ever have to do that awkwardly to people? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So um, my songwriting career really started that way. In that I I had written a handful of songs that when I was in, a senior in high school, that somehow magically ma- made their way, the, the tape made their, made its way to Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie heard my cassette tape and called me. My phone number was written on the back. He called me in my parents' house and was so encouraging of me. And he said, man, I really like your voice, and you should move to L.A. when you graduate from high school, which is what I did. And then he hired me as a background singer on his first solo album when he left the Commodores. And a year later, he recommended me as a background singer to Kenny Rogers, who was huge still at that time in the 80s. And so there I am, you know, singing background vocals on this Kenny Rogers album, and he's there at the studio. And I went up to him and said, uh, I'm a songwriter. I'd love to play you a song I wrote for you. And he should have 
thrown me out of the studio. He should have had security, <laughs> you know, throw me on the street. But he was cool, and he said, you know, let me hear it. And we sat down at the piano, and he cut my song, and then he cut two more of my songs, and that launched my songwriting career. Wow. wow. That's so cool. Wow. That's good. So I was yeah. lucky enough to uh, befriend Lionel. Do I did four seasons of American Idol. And so yeah. Lionel was Lionel was awesome. Now, I don't know if it's because Lionel was 70, and he's just amazing once he got older with perspective, but he's the kindest guy. Was he like that even when he was young and, and killing it then? Yes. I've never known anybody who was a superstar who acted less like a superstar than Lionel. He's just the most gracious, kind. He's, he can, you know, he's still got a wicked sense of humor, and he can be um, sarcastic, and he can be like he can hang with the best of them. But inside his soul is just kindness, and he he loves to help people, and he's just the best. Like I just love the guy; he changed my life. Richard Marx is on with us, and I find it really interesting um, what what you're doing inside of Songwriter. And so, Songwriter, and and the whole album comes out. What what's is nine September? Move my fingers: January, February, March, April, May, yeah. June, July, August. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, yes, September thirtieth. Because I know it's not out yet. So September 30th, you're putting the full album out, but it's split into parts. There's pop, rock, country, and ballads. And the country part's interesting because uh, we're big buds with Keith Urban, and you know you guys know. have written together before. But there's a song, One Day Longer, that you and Keith Urban. So you're singing it, but he wrote it with you? Yeah, so here's my history with Keith. We've had three really big hits together that he had, and Better Life, Long Hot Summer, and Everybody. And Better Life, he almost didn't cut because he kind of got over it. By the, you know, from the time we started it to the time we finished it, he was kind of like off of it, not into it. But he kind of just went in the studio and cut it, number one for six weeks. We wrote Everybody, and he was all in love with it the day we wrote it. And then a few days later, he was like, I don't like it anymore. So I went in the studio. I was due to record something with Dan Huff, his producer, who's brilliant. And so Dan and I went in the studio to cut a song. And he said, you know, we've got time. We can cut another song. So I played him the work tape of my song with Keith, everybody. And he went, oh, my God, man, this is great. We should cut this. We cut it. And right before we mixed it, he played it for Keith. And Keith called me and goes, okay, I blew it. Can I have that song back? <laughs> so my history with Keith is we write something. He's in love with it the day we write it. And then a week later, he, it's the worst thing he's ever heard. And that's what happened with One Day Longer. And, but in, it's just been taking up space, you know, as an MP3 in my computer. So I, when I was making this album, I went back and listened to it. And I was like, I love this song. So I cut it. In the country section here, uh, Richard's written songs by himself, with Urban, with Darius, uh, with Hauser. And, uh, and I think, and I mentioned it before we got on the phone with you, how just uh, prominent and prolific of a songwriter you are and all the songs you've written for a whole lot of people. But is there a difference in writing with some of these country guys that we know and are friends with and some of the guys in, in L.A.? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, I don't really write with anyone who's not a real songwriter in that I very rarely collaborate with someone who's uh, just a track person or, um, you know, it's usually two guys sitting down and or three guys and you know, it's very rare I, I there are three writers on some, my songs but um i kind of gravitate towards what i would call old school songwriters where you just sort of hammer it out you know you get a concept you get i usually come in with a bunch of melody ideas or a title 
and we're just off to the races. Um, there's not that much difference, actually. You know, I mean, riding with Randy Hauser is not that different than riding with, uh, you know, my son Lucas, who's a great pop songwriter, or any of these other guys. It's all, it's all sort of like going after the song, you know, not trying to worry so much about what the record's going to be, but just making the song the best it can be. You say you're going with the melody, so will you, you'll just walk in, and, and I was going to ask if you're a melody or a lyric guy first, and probably you do a little bit of both, but will you walk in with no concept at all, but you're like, I got this melody, it goes, boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, and you walk in with just that melody, and then you start trying to assign words and a concept to the sound? Yeah, that's how I've always written songs, <clears throat> even the songs I've written by myself, which take, which make up most of my catalog are songs I wrote alone. It starts with some gibberish line, you know, and like I had this big hit called Hazard. It's the story song. And all I had was my mother came to Donna when I was just seven. And then I started to like, I wrote all the music, all the melody, and I started to put the story together and I had everything except the name of the town that this thing was set in. And I, I even knew it was in Nebraska because I referenced Nebraska. So I, I just had to go through every name of every town in Nebraska until I found one that's the two syllable word that fit, that sounded good. Um, it's kind of how it all starts with me is, is with a melody. The melodies and the music kind of tell me what the lyrics should be. Whenever you have songs that are so massive, for example, right here waiting uh, from mm -hmm. like 89, do you go through different cycles or seasons where, you know, you it's a massive hit, you love to play it, then you play it so much you don't want to play it, but then you're kind of re-energized to play it again because you've hated it for so long? Is that a seasonal thing with you in your life, or do you just always love it? or How does that work? No, I, I don't have that experience. I'm sure, I think that probably happens more with people who uh, record songs by other people. If you wrote a song that you love, if I write a song, if I record a song and release a song, it means that I love that song. And I don't, I mean, there's some songs that I might get a little bit more psyched to play sometimes, but there's never a song in my set where I look down at the set list and go, oh God, not that again. I've never had that. I think I do that every day with certain segments in my radio show. Every day. I'm just like, oh my God. I do <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Richard, this has been awesome. I want to let everybody know Songwriter comes out on September 30th. Again, there are all these sections, and I love how you did it. Uh, and ballads, though, by the way, when I was looking at this, ballads, it did, you didn't format that. You just went, okay, these are slow songs. D slow songs don't have a format or a genre? Not to me. Not to me. Just I, Those songs to me were just these five really beautiful songs that could have fit any genre, really, but they, they kind of made up their own genre to me. And the first track... Is uh, by the way, you know, I'm doing this a lot of. Uh, we're going to do a vinyl version of this, so it's literally going to be side A, side B, side C, side D. You know, um, the lead track on the ballads section I wrote with Burt Backrack. It's a song called Always. I mean, getting to sit in a room and write a song with Burt Backrack, and, and this is when he was 91. He's 94 now. Um, I can't even believe it. You know, like, and we became pals and. This guy wrote the soundtrack to all of our lives, you know, I'm just so humbled that I got to sit in a room with him and write such a beautiful, I'm so proud of this song. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That Because Burt Baccarat, 
for me, uh, raindrops keep falling on. That's that's not Burt Bacharach. Bar- Bar- no, He's played Thomas. it though. Yeah. He's played it though, oh, okay, Eddie. Okay, okay. I've heard right. Burt Bacharach play that song. That's what right. I think about. He, did. he wrote it, and he wrote it, Eddie. There you go. So 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 then I thought I was right. Then I thought I was wrong, and I was embarrassed. And then I had to come back to it. And and Richard Marx just told me, sorry, Ricardo Marx just told me I was right because now we're friends. <laughs> there you have it. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. If you ever come to Nashville, we'd love to have you. Uh, hop in the studio here. We'll do a whole deal. I'm just a big fan. I would love that. Uh, thank, and, and your album comes out on the 30th. We'll be sure to talk about it when it comes out. And you guys go to richardmarks.com. He's in Europe now, but he will come to the States, and he's doing a bunch of shows in the States starting in October, and he's in a lot of the cities that our show's in, and just a very entertaining, very funny guy, yeah. but also super talented and super cool. And says Abby has a long career in music, and he will put her on tour with him. That's what I heard. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what I heard. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Oh, wow, that is Bobby, it. You can, Bobby, you can officially call me Ricardo. Okay, I, I now officially yeah. can. Okay, there he is. Uh, Ricardo, thank you for your time. Massive fan. Uh, good luck with the record, and congrats on the book. And hopefully, I will see you in person sometime. Thank you, pal. Thank you, guys. All right, there he is. Richard Marks, thank everybody. You. Hey, Abby, sing us out with a little Richard Marks. Oh, no, go. you sing, Abby, Richard. Abby, sing us out. Abby, let's go. Sing Wherever us out. you are, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. There it is. We're back yeah. in a second. Yeah. My voice. <laughs> We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay them. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson... 
How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. This is a voicemail from Brittany in Louisiana. I just had a music industry type question. I didn't know who to ask, so I thought, let me call Bobby Bone. Okay, so my husband and I went to a Sam Hunt concert last week. Dustin Lynch was his opening act. My question is, Dustin Lynch has a lot of hits, too. So how do they decide that Dustin Lynch is going to be an opening act for Sam Hunt? Now, it was awesome. I'm not complaining. But I was just curious how that works. Thanks. I think it's a great question. Now, if you said that in town, in the industry, they would say Dustin is not Sam's opening act. Dustin is Sam's main support. There's an opener, then there's the main support, and then there is the headliner, which would be Sam Hunt. And so Sam is creating his tour, and Sam can get more people to come to a show and charge probably a couple more dollars than Dustin can. So Dustin, let's say his average show, is he makes five bucks a show. I'm just going to throw a number out there, which is not true. And so if Sam can offer that to Dustin as his main support, and Dustin doesn't have to pay for lights or crew, then Dustin will probably take that job. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Sam, well, yes. Financially, sometimes it's really good. Like Dan and Shay's main support for Kenny Chesney. Okay. Now, Dan and Shay can sell out arenas themselves, but they're probably making more money doing arenas with Kenny Chesney than they are stadiums, stadiums. with Kenny Chesney yeah. than they are doing arenas by themselves. Dan and Shay sell more tickets than pretty much... Everybody. Just, but then you're right. Like, they don't have to pay all no the other lights, stuff. No, yeah. And that's like, that all adds up. So it's mostly that Sam can sell more tickets than Dustin Lynch. And also, it's like, Dustin, you will help this tour because you're a great act as well. And I will pay you what you normally make to do a show. Let's do a show together. But like the Kenny Stadium tour, you have Carly Pierce would be the opener. Old Dominion happens. Dan and Shay is the main support. And then Kenny Chesney. So it's not somebody tagging them together. It's Sam going, I'm doing this tour. Reach out to Dustin. Hey, Dustin, come do this tour with me. I'll pay you your normal rate because you kill it. And I kill a little better, but you kill it. <laughs> and someday you'll kill it a little better and you put me on your tour. Yeah. You know, so that's what it is. That's a good question though, Brittany. I appreciate that. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. I assume, Bobby, that you think you know how to shower. Yeah. I mean, I'm always told that I'm doing things wrong. Peeing, showering, Eating at what time? Mm -hmm. Well, dermatologists are telling us that we are showering all wrong, so they put out some tips so we can do it right. Okay. First of all, we don't need to shower too often. If you're not getting sweaty every day, experts say you can cut to a few showers a week, and on days that you do need to shower, and maybe even twice, you better take an extremely short shower, they say. Yeah, I do at least two a day every day, but I, I guess my problem with that is... So many of the men that I know, if they don't shower every day, they will stink. Their armpits will stink. 
So are they just saying that's just part of life? You need to stink in order to be healthy. Well, you can still wear deodorant. But and I'm things. telling you, that's just putting a mask over it. Yeah, or maybe do a bird bath so your whole body isn't getting wet. But they do say when you're in there, uh, focus on the dirtiest parts. Your arms and legs don't always need soap, but your underarms and other areas do. And they say start at the top so that way the soap can work its way down naturally. Yeah, underarms and butt. Like I focus. <laughs> yeah. I go in with a well, goal. I, I go in with a plan. <laughs> my plan is hit the underarms, okay. hit the butt. Watch my hair if I need to. Otherwise, I'm mm-hmm. pretty good. I'll scrub my chest a little bit so I don't get any sort of blackheads there. And he, Okay. Well, here's for when you get out of the shower. You want to pat yourself dry. Don't don't take do the towel wrong. and I rub your... I scrub the crap. No, yeah. don't. Yeah. Pat yourself dry. That way you leave a little bit of moisture on your... Or water on your skin. So when you add lotion, it absorbs Wait, it. who's putting on lotion after oh, a shower? they say after every shower, okay, moisturize. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, fancy. Out. Yeah, this was Fancy Digest. They write this? <laughs> no. <What> the? <laughs> okay. So a new poll surveyed uh, adults that are about 40 years old or so and those younger. And it found that it takes an average of eight warning lights for them to take their car into to a mechanic. Eight. <laughs> I I have a warning light right now. Eight at once seems like it's going to explode. Well, it takes it coming on like, yeah. Eight, like yeah, coming eight. on and going off or eight times. But if eight lights are on at once, I would think my oh, car is literally going yeah. to explode any second. I don't think it's eight at once, but maybe that like you can get it to go off. Then if it comes back, I've been riding around with my warning sign for, I don't know, probably about five weeks now. Which warning sign? Because I also have a warning sign. Something about tire pressure indicator, something. And I just, I can press a button that says, okay, and it makes it disappear until the next time I start my car. And out of sight, back. out of mind? <laughs> That's right. Mine's brakes. Oh, do you need new ones? I don't know. They squeak. They, and I hit them sometimes. Uh-huh. And it says brake issue or something. Well, that brakes are expensive, so I'd hold off. Mm. Well, I just, I can't turn it off, so I just don't look at that part of the screen behind the steering wheel. I yeah. just keep my eyes looking to the left. Okay, so do you have anything you're holding on to for superstition? I am so OCD about that. I'm not a superstitious person. Well, here's the thing. But I'm a very OCD type person where if I don't do things, I don't think things are going to work out that day. Yeah, and we're having to adopt some of your things because I accidentally said hi to you today before you sat down and I was like, oh, shoot. And it's not, you can say hi to me anywhere in the building all day long, morning, noon, night. But But there's there's a one little, there's one little brief thing where I have to like focus and it's like seven steps. And I don't like to talk in that seven steps because I feel like that's my, that's my time, my entrance. I got to get my mind straight. Well, Dan from Dan and Shay, you know, he has- He's this, also OCD, like me. Yes. And Very he has similar. that long hair, and he was just talking about how, yeah- He won't cut it while they're, mean, is it successful? They've been successful, so now he can't cut it. But also, now that he's done that to himself, it's kind of a recognizing thing. Like, if he cuts it, people might not see him as Dan from Dan and Shay. Well, they will. But I've talked to him about this, like, privately. And he's like, dude, we got, like, had our biggest success when I started growing my hair out. Why would I cut my hair? And I'm like, I feel you, man. Can I have some of your hair? Like, it's a whole thing. But he's very OCD, too. Like, he will sit and do a set list like I do a, a show here where I have to mark every little thing out. I got to move everything. But that's us needing control mm-hmm. in the end. We feel it's like for some reason we weren't given control in our lives at some point. So these OCD tendencies that I have and that I think Dan has and I think everybody's story is different is a control thing. Like, that's something we can control. Yeah. When other things in our life were not in our control, we found these things that we could be in control of and that gave us a sense of that we also had a say in our life when at times we didn't have much of a say in our life. 
Yeah. Well, okay, you just went deep there for a second, but I like it. Well, I had to like go into the reasons of like, why do I do this? I yeah. have like three or four of them that if I, if I don't pet my dogs in the exact same right way, if I don't walk in this room from the door to my chair, uh, stay quiet. If I don't, it's, it's a lot of little stuff, but it's like, I just need, if I don't block out every single letter on every single page that we have here during the day, I I feel like, well, I can control this. It's about the only thing I can control, so I'm going to do it knowing it. There you do, go. How Thank much, you. How much this do we have the, to the block out minute. over well, there? Well, today it's a pretty heavy day. We have okay. a pretty heavy day. All right. I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. I think this is going to be some good news. We have Elizabeth on the phone right now who lives in Indiana. Elizabeth, what's going on? A couple of years ago, you, when you were on Dancing with the Stars, um, you had a show that you came out to like North Webster, Indiana where I'm from, and um, I, my boyfriend at the time, he got me um, backstage passes to meet you, and I was so nervous to meet you, I could barely say anything. I was just, like, freaking out um, because you're, like, an inspiration to me, and so um, you looked at me and my boyfriend at the time, and you were like, are you married? And um, I was like, no, we're not. We're like 17. And you're like, oh, well, um, about a month ago, two months ago, my boyfriend proposed to me. And so I always told my boyfriend that I would call into the show and tell you that we were engaged now um, after the fact because you asked us if we were married. So um, I thought it was I was driving to the school because I'm a teacher, and I was like, I'm just going to see if I can get through, and I did. I like it. Here we go. Okay. I got a couple things to say. A couple things to say. One, I asked you that, and you were 17. That's how you know I'm getting older. I can't tell the difference anymore. (laughs) I don't know how old anybody is. Everybody's just the same. Um, And so you've been together, what, five, six, seven years? How long? Five five and a half years. And how did he propose? Um, We were playing Clue. And um, my whole family was in on it. And so um, when I um, said I'd like to make an accusation, um, he had Lucas ring and living room, and he got down on his knee and proposed. Oh, Lucas good. ring living room. Living room. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Love it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. The murder weapon was ring. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like start beating you with it, right? No. Did, your, did everybody else know? Were they in on it? Yeah, my whole family was in on it. And so, like, when he proposed, um, I was, like, so worried about beating my brother at Clue because we are like, very competitive. I was like, well, did I win? And everyone was, like, laughing because I was like, I said yes. And then I was like, did I win? Did I win Clue? And, I, and they were like, I was just such in shock. Um, you won the game of life. Was, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Do, uh, how was the meet and greet? Because apparently I was like, hey, are you married when you were just a teenager? Other than that, did I do anything else weird? Was I nice? What happened? Um, it was awesome. Um, like I said, you're such an inspiration to me. Um, I was just like in utter shock that I could meet you and see you. And we got a picture together. And it was just really, really cool. Well, I'm super proud for you. And tell your husband that that is awesome and uh, that I'm sorry I asked you when you were in like eighth grade if you're married. You know, I need to do better <laughs> and I will learn from it. But congr- when's, I'll ask you this and then I'll let you go because I know you got to go teach the kids. Which, by the way, what, what grade do you teach? Um, second grade. Um, as, 
We actually have our first teacher day tomorrow, so I don't have any kids yet. I'm just getting my classroom ready. Okay. So do you have one of those clear the lists? Um, I do. Okay. Will you send it to me? And then I'll... Uh, how much do you have left on it right now? Maybe about... $200? Okay, I'll take care of that. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for all of it. I'm going to put you on hold. It's my wedding gift to you, okay? And I will clear your list for you, and then you guys have a happy life. But if you don't have a happy life or you don't get married, I want the list refunded to me because this is your wedding <laughs> gift, right? Oh. I want, yeah, I want all the rulers. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I want them all sent back. Hey, Elizabeth, congratulations. That is amazing. I'm going to put you on hold so I can get your link, and I will clear that list for you, Okay. All right, Elizabeth, congratulations. There she is. Tell me something good, Elizabeth. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Tell Me Something Good. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing, too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it, well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them every day can make all the difference in the world. That's why everybody should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.